memory. We as human beings depend on memory so much that we hardly ever think about it. It's like breathing or our heartbeat. We just expect that it will always be there like a constant companion keeping us alive. But while memory isn't first in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it is a critical component to how we experience life. Our identity, our experiences, what has happened to shape us into the people that we are. Memory is a huge element that keeps us grounded. What if you couldn't make new memories? How would you face the world? How would you approach even the most mundane questions? Am I allergic to peanuts? Do I have a job? Are you my friend? Our theme this week is non-linear movies, and the pick is the 2000 movie from Christopher Nolan, Memento. This movie explores these concepts around memory, identity, and even manipulation in an extremely creative way as the entire movie runs in reverse chronological order. It's a brilliant technique to highlight the confusion that must come with someone with a certain condition. I'm really looking forward to Chris's thoughts as we discuss on this episode of Movies Will Save the World, Memento. Welcome to Movies Will Save the World. My name is Glenn Cooper. And this is Chris Peterson. And today we are discussing the <laughs> 2000 or 2001, <laughs> depending on what source you look at, movie uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, his first movie, I believe, uh, Memento. Um, and this was my pick for the theme of great nonlinear storytelling, which... <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a few nonlinear movies, which I, I do want to kind of talk about. Yeah, but boy, yeah. oh boy, I feel like this one takes the cake. <laughs> and you and I joked about, you know, we should do this podcast in reverse because that's the way that this movie <laughs> unfolds. But um, yeah, so um, Chris, let's talk about the release date because I was confused. I saw, you know, IMDb says it's a 2000 movie. Yeah. HBO, other places say 2001. I'm getting confused trying to track this down. You know, the script was written seemingly after the movie. I, I can't make the <laughs> details of it. <laughs> um, well, let me... All right. One thing you said we have to correct immediately. This was his second movie. Oh, you're right. Yes. You're right. Okay. Just wanted to make That's sure right. that we... We got we got our facts straight because we, you and I are all about facts is our main thing. So, oh, that's right. It's not about opinion. It's not about, <laughs> no, uh, we, we are just relaying <laughs> unknowable facts. Um, that's right. You could get no other source. So anyway, um, Memento premiered at the Venice International Film Festival in September of two thousand. Its release date to us mere mortals was on in March of 2001. Oh, okay. I so, see. you know, yes, it, <laughs> I mean, some people saw it at a film festival, you know, in Venice, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, for all intents and purposes, um, it was 2001 film. Okay. Well, that, that works for me. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing this movie years ago and, 
you know, I had seen other sort of nonlinear storytelling movies. I mean, I think the first one I ever saw was was Pulp Fiction, frankly. You know, mm-hmm. um, where there's sort of like the three different parts and they take place out of sequence. It's like, wait, John Travolta's dead, but now he's back, you know, yeah, for the third act and, and that kind of thing. Wait, um, what? So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first time I had seen sort of a non-traditional um, hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, this one to me takes the cake in terms of, you know, the fact that the entire movie starts at the end. And then goes back to the where, where the movie starts, and and the way that you know Nolan weaves those things together, um, it's the it's <laughs> it's the first movie I think I ever saw where as soon as I got to the end, I said, okay, I have to rewatch this movie yeah. right now because <laughs> now things make a lot more sense. You know, it's an interesting uh, method, I'll say. Yeah, I actually saw this in the movie theater when it first came out. Uh, ah, okay. And I had not seen Christopher Nolan's first movie, um, mm-hmm. fo- The Following. Or, no, I think it's just Following. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, so, um, so I didn't know anything about, I mean, we, nobody did, but I mean, this was, because mm-hmm. it's only a second movie. So I don't know, it was just right. like, there was some buzz about it, and... Mm-hmm. And then here's here's where it gets weird. So I just didn't go and see it by myself or just my wife and I. It was my whole family. Oh, um, gosh. My parents, <laughs> my sister, and my 80-year-old grandmother. Whoa. <laughs> okay, so can I ask a quick question? How many times did people in your family lean over and say, wait, what's going on? <laughs> well... I, I I wish I could remember exactly what my grandma said afterwards because I think she thought we went to the like she was confused like I thought we were gonna see Troy or something. <laughs> it, was, it was some blockbuster was showing at the same time and like I think I I I basically I think forced my way and complained <laughs> so that we'd watch this movie instead. Um, oh, but gosh. I th- but I do remember all of us having. a pretty favorable opinion of it um yeah and, and it wasn't you know i've only i've seen it a few times but it was a quite a few years later that i saw it for the second time uh-huh. um and then and then i caught and then this this you know for this uh, our prep for this podcast um you know i've i i caught some stuff that i hadn't realized before so i'm interested in you know yeah as we talk that some of this will we'll talk about yeah, I did too, um, and it had been a number of years since I had seen it, probably five or more um, um, at this point. So yeah, it, very interested to hear what, what your thoughts are too, coming back to it. I I, I liked it again. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I, I, I really appreciate, you know, I, some of the things that Nolan does, I feel like, at times he may be reaching a little bit farther than he's able to succeed at. Right. Um, I, at some point we'll talk about tenant, I'm sure, but I have some challenges there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, but, but he is not, he is nothing if not ambitious. I mean, (laughs) to do something like this, you know, as you corrected me, not his first movie, but still early in his career, this sort of crazy idea of 
I'm going to still tell a story in reverse order, um, is, you know, and expect the audience to sort of be able to follow along and understand yeah. what's, what's happening. I mean, that's a, that's an ambitious idea. And, and frankly, one of the notes that I made about watching it is I think it was exactly the right way to tell this story. He somehow married these two. This, I don't know which came first, the idea of the story of this right. character who uh -huh. can't make memories or the idea of I want to make a movie that starts at the end and, and works back to hmm. the beginning. But I really fe felt like watching it this time, it was the right way to do it. I mean, you know, for if anyone hasn't seen this, I mean, you should go out and see it and stop listening right now because we're going <laughs> to spoil it, you know. Um, you know, but Guy, Guy Pierce plays Lenny. Uh, he has this disorder <laughs> as he as he starts every conversation in this movie see i have this disorder <laughs> where where he can't make new memories um and so he's constantly writing things down and and tattooing things on his body to to remember what he's trying to do but i felt like you know the device of going in sort of reverse chronological order for the movie added to the disorientation yeah. that we assume his character is feeling through through all of this you know this constantly we're starting in a new place and we have no idea what has preceded it so right um that's one of the things that i really appreciated this this watch through no that's an, yeah i mean that is a really clever and a genius yeah. way to put us in yes lenny's perspective of the world mm -hmm. um yeah. So yeah just just you know i think I think we're supposed to feel confused. I don't. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's one of those movies. Yeah, like, um, like, am I just stupid or is I confused um, <laughs> or both? But no, this is one. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that that's. I think that's the that's the clear intention is that we are not supposed to be um, have our feet fully set on the ground, um, right? Which it's. It's a little bit, ha and that, that's why I felt like when I finished it, I was like, well, now I want to go back and rewatch it immediately because I have a com more complete picture. And, you know, I did pick up on things that make more sense when you have the complete picture, you know, little <laughs> acting choices that, you know, Carrie Ann Moss is in this as well, playing Natalie, um, who I, I want to know where she went because, you know, she was in a bunch of stuff and then I felt like she kind of disappeared. Um, again, another thing that yeah. can be easily Googled, um, which I am not <laughs> currently doing, but, um, you know, just there, there are some acting choices that she makes in the movie that, you know, and, and some moments of dialogue that, you know, um, you get more on second viewing than the first time through some subtleties yeah. and, and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, it, it's, it's a, you, you made the point of it's like the movie wants to confuse you. I feel a little bit about this movie the way that I do about Primer, although mm -hmm. I feel less confused about this one that, than Primer. But there are still <laughs> elements of this one where I still, like, even in this viewing, I was like, oh, wait, that's, oh, that's why that person's there, right? You know, those kinds of connections that I still feel like there's stuff I'm not, I'm not totally getting. Yeah, and he, you know, he does help he helps us in one part of his storytelling is just that. So obviously the black, you know, the black and white mm -hmm. sequences are supposed to be right. the, what's currently, you know, his current state and like the mm -hmm. color are, go, you know, reverse reversing through the, 
yeah, like through um, the story. Yeah, the events that, um, how they unfold, and you know, I don't know if there. Evidently, there is there there. I'm, I'm well. I'm sure there is. Uh, there's this. <laughs> there's a structure of like because. Did you get this from watching it this time? Like, kind of like, is it going in exact reverse order or does it, you know what I mean? So like we have, you know, it, it be, it begins with the ending, right? It begins. Mm -hmm. And then does each, does each memory or each segment of that go back just a little bit, just a little bit in time, a little bit each way, or does it kind of jump all over the place in the narrative? I don't, I think it does go backwards. I think it is sort of a, because I mean, one of the things that you see, one of the, the cues that Nolan gives us is, you know, we'll see the end of a segment yeah, and then, uh, or, or sorry, we'll, we'll see the, the way a segment begins and then that will be repeated at the end of the segment that comes before I feel like I need a, a whiteboard to like draw this stuff out, Yeah, definitely. but just, you get those repetitions, you know, of, um, you know, when Teddy, uh, uh, sticks his head through the door and says, Lenny, right. Yeah. You see that twice, you know, one yes. is at the beginning and then one is at the end of the, the, the next one. I feel like, I do feel like there's a little bit of kind of playing around with time in here. I feel like there's things that we don't see rather than, completely jumping around to different times. I think, you know, a good example is there's, there's a moment where, um, you know, uh, uh, Lenny, uh, played by Guy Pierce, um, gets some memorabilia and goes and burns it. It's like right. this ritual thing that he has. I feel like there are things in there that are cut out. Um, but I did feel like it generally go progresses linearly, linearly backward i don't know what do you think well that was why well, i asked you no because <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure under deep scrutiny um i mean you yeah that i maybe that's the point the point is i feel like it did whether mm -hmm. it exactly did or not maybe isn't that important but that yeah. we are in in general given given the information in a very you know unique way um right in the in these little <laughs> vignettes i ironically i just said this progresses linearly backwards but i've selected this for a non-linear <laughs> theme <laughs> for the podcast but i think we all know what i mean by that. so <laughs> one of the things i really appreciate in this movie and it you know we, we you and I are just two guys that like movies. We are not filmmakers. Mm -hmm. We are not, you know, so like the things that we might point out in terms of like, Oh, I appreciated this about the way that they made this film are probably going to be pretty obvious, but I thought, you know, the use of black and white to indicate it's a, a different period of time. It's not part of the, the story that we're following. I thought that was really a useful device. Um, even the way that the movie, opens uh you know it opens actually in reverse right where you see yeah like the flipping the polaroid, polaroid. slowly <laughs> unexposing right and then right see the gun fall you know rise up into his hand so like we're already being given these clues that like this is going to happen a little bit uniquely and and 
Um, and then that's even paid off at the end where now the black and white put, uh, portion picks it up and then it slowly transitions into color. So we, now we've sort of like connected the, the, the two dots. I, I thought that was, um, a clever, uh, device, um, to help us feel a little bit less confused. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because that's, I mean, you'd mentioned the movie tenant. I mean, Mm -hmm. that that little bit he basically made an entire movie (laughs) on that yeah that little two-minute sequence um Mm -hmm. of the reverse things actually actually happening Um, right you know it's uh so you you can see even in i mean no one no one was what um like he was like 28 29 i think when this 30 maybe when this movie came out think about that (laughs) (laughs) what what you were doing when you were when i remember when i was doing this 29 i was going to the movies with my family and (laughs) exactly (laughs) Um, but they have what we've come to appreciate as kind of nolan-esque yeah totally yeah um even even from the get-go um i know if 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 we could just take a side, because this is, I think this is the first Nolan movie we've been able yeah. mm-hmm. to discuss, right? You know, and yep. I, and he kind of has this two, he has his two worlds. He has like his, his blockbuster, his I mean, world. <laughs> yeah, like, although arguably like most of his movies are blockbusters, but yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, there's like the Batman world and the um, Dunkirk and um, mm-hmm. Insomnia you know, more straight ahead movies. And then he has this, and he has this other world of like interstellar Mm -hmm. and inception and memento Mm -hmm. and, um, tenant. Tenant. Yep. Yeah. So it's, um, Mike, yeah, Mike, my guess is, and again, this is all like, just like I said, a guess I have not heard an interview with the man where he has said this, but like, I just feel like, you know, he's really intrigued by these sort of, you know, mind bending, whether it's time travel right. or, you know, um, a movie like this where, you know, it's this other sort of thing, you know, he may be one of these guys who is like, well, I do the blockbusters to fund the stuff that I really want to, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like those three Batman movies, uh, bought me the ability to do, uh, to, inception, yeah. uh, interstellar, Tenet, you know, all those things. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it's worth it. But you know, and, and part of that's cause you know, this movie being so early in his career, like you see that, you know, he's got a very, he wants to tell, you know, intellectually driven stories that may sound that's as soon as I said that I was like, God, I sound really pretentious, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like stories where again, like you're trusting the audience to sort of follow along and, and kind of figure it out, um, as it goes. And, and it's not necessarily always easy to follow. Um, or it's just playing with interesting concepts. You know, it's like, right. <laughs> you know, I've, what I was doing when I was 28 is like sitting around and like talking <laughs> to my friends, like, dude, what if like you could do, you know, that kind of thing. And he's like, no, let's actually film that. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> <laughs> no, he does. Ha- you're right. I, like you were saying, he has these kind of, um, <clears throat> like obviously some <laughs> pet ideas or ideas that are, are just totally intriguing to him in memory. Yeah. 
memory is one of them. Um, that's essentially yeah. that's essentially the plot of Inception, um, right. and it is definitely what drives this movie of like what mm-hmm. what our memory what our memories in terms of um, and I, and I <laughs> I remember um, <laughs> from when I originally saw this and and then I had actually forgotten where I heard it for the first time. It it was when um, Lenny was describing like no. You know, you don't. He basically said, "Please gather facts. You don't gather, right? Um, you know, you you'll, you know, witness testimony. You know, because mm-hmm. it's all, you know, um, it's untrustworthy, essentially. Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking, yeah, I guess that's true. You know, as much as we want eyewitnesses of these events, um, three different people give three different accounts." Uh, mm-hmm. So, so mem- there is something about memory that um, evidently changes. I think I think the whole memory aspect is something that we should talk about because obviously it's a huge theme in in this movie. But I did want to just sort of wrap up really quickly on a couple of other observations, just yeah. on how this how the movie was made. You know, th- this movie has a couple of things that we tend to frown upon. Uh, or have negative opinions of. One is the use of voiceover. There's a ton of voiceover yes. in this movie. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and two is, you know, there's a lot of exposition in this movie. Um, and, you know, some of the notes that I made, I felt like, I felt like both worked. I felt like, because, almost because it's so difficult to follow at times, um, you know, some of the voiceover helps, especially as he's like waking up in a, he's like coming to in a new place, you know, and you're getting inside of his mind a little bit versus just telling a story to you in like from a narrative uh, perspective. So I thought, I thought I was not bothered by the voiceover and I appreciated it. And I appreciated the way that Guy Pierce did it too. Um, and then I felt like, you know, periods where it was most you know where it was definitely exposition for the sake of the audience trying to follow along it ne- to me it never felt like ham-fisted or jammed in there you know it felt natural as the way that the the scenes and and the dialogue unfolded so i don't know if you if you had a differing opinion or what you thought about that um yeah to to, to both those points i th- the expo- the exposition part i think was so it was woven so seamlessly into it yeah. it 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 didn't feel like oh i'm here <laughs> you know it's like yeah. okay this is the exposition so i can i'm an idiot because you're teddy from downtown you're a police <laughs> officer i remember right. you yeah, yeah. like exactly <laughs> stare, break the fourth wall and stare at the audience <laughs> like no, because it? it's it's done so clumsily and and poorly in basically every movie, you know. Because yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, you know, I, I think we've talked talked before at least off podcasts <laughs> that, you know, I, the mo- It's a movie. It's a visual medium. You show. Right. You, you don't tell. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen to a podcast if you want people to talk. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, we want to see it happen. But here, it actually it it, it works so well. I mean, that's just yeah. smart filmmaking. And mm-hmm. then I did think about um, you're right. Vo- voiceovers narration is it. We've we've done again a like um, 
like Shawshank had it. Um, yeah. Movies that are right. good. <laughs> and um, yeah, mostly too, that just irritates me because it is essentially mm-hmm. another, you know, it, 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 it's a crutch. It, it, yeah, it tells you what you're supposed to be thinking about at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, this is what you are supposed to pay attention to. Um, I think it worked in this movie because the voiceover is used not explaining to the audience. It is, you know, uh, Guy Pierce's inner monologue. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and it's also used when he's like on the phone, you know, in some of the black and white scenes where he's sort of explaining. and But that's like he's talking to another person and that gets woven into the story, right? So you don't have, you know, some third-party narrator narrator saying you know lenny used to be married and then yeah you know know, (laughs) right that kind of thing and he's out for revenge (laughs) that's right yeah who can he trust Uh, yeah and the plot the plot elements come up naturally right it's either you know in conversations with teddy and you know uh uh There's a lot of repetition in this movie that I also think works well. I was I was thinking about this, which is like the fact that it's these short sequences. The audience starts to understand a pattern, right? And so it's less jarring when we jump to now I'm completely unaware of where we are, but I know I'm going to get to where we last uh, yeah. left the last sequence, you know? Um so I think, you know, what could be a very, and, and may still be a very confusing way to do, tell the story, um, is made less confusing by, you know, you start to get, you start to understand the pattern that you're going to see and have faith in that pattern. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have to spend less time saying like, what, wait, what, where are we? Who's this? Why are we here? That kind of thing. Yeah. It's not, yeah. So in that way it's, it, I mean, rather than being like, yes, it, this runs like a, free-flowing dream where you just right. don't always understand like what things mean or you know they just seem almost random i think because this is in essence it is it's a mystery it is what yeah. it is and right you know, it's a film noir um mm-hmm. which which may be part of the reason that there is that kind of um voiceover because that was such a common feature in like you know those um humphrey bogart oh. detective stories were that's a good you know, point yeah or, you know or, it was a it was a dark and rainy night. She yeah. came sauntering into my office, <laughs> hard-boiled detective yeah. kind of thing. Exactly. You know? So I, yeah, I think yeah. maybe that, I I don't know if he's, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that was the intention, but I think I, th- it, I think it adds to that, mis- you know, yeah. that this this is a mystery story. You know, because you know how in um, Blade Runner, the, the, the how they made, the, in the original released version, they made Ridley Scott put in, voiceover Harrison Ford Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I have have several versions of that movie (laughs) and one of them is is the um is the Harrison Ford narration um (laughs) it's gonna be impossible for us to (laughs) review that movie because we which one did you pick yeah we the final release exactly the yeah um the final cut yeah sorry go ahead whatever yeah so um which in that I, I can see in in that movie, yes, I don't think it adds that much to, to the fact that mm. this, this is a mystery. It's it does mm-hmm. it does seem like Nolan, love him or hate him, um, mm-hmm. he 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 doesn't um, kind of in these kind of movies 
pander to us to make it easy for us. You know what I mean? He's, he sure doesn't. He, he's t- he's he taking sure it doesn't. for granted that if, all right, if you're going to enjoy this, I, I think you're smart enough to come along on the ride with me. Yeah, or <laughs> or or wants to be the only one in the room that understands. I mean, you know, sometimes I feel that way about, you know, when we did Primer and I feel that way about Tenet where I'm just like scratching my head going like, wait a minute, what? It's like, are you just trying to make everyone around you feel dumb? I think Nolan's not quite as extreme as, as, as like a movie like Primer, but... Um, uh, but no, no, you're right. And, and frankly, that's a, that's a quality I appreciate in filmmakers. You know, I, I like to feel like I'm having to track what's happening and not having everything just like, yeah, we go into the sort of the, now we're in a conference room and someone's like, well, you see 20 years ago, such and such happened, you know, and because of that and because of that and because of that, and here we are today. And you know, those kinds of like, it's purely for the audience because everyone in that room would already know all of this. Um, and I, I like the sort of alternate approach of, you know, throwing out comments and, or acronyms, acronyms, or <laughs> acronyms, acronyms, not anachronisms. Anachronisms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Anyway, I know you the get word. the point, right? Like you have to kind of like put the pieces together. I like that. This is not a feature in Nolan's pictures anyway, that there, there's this kind of secret twist, you know, at the end, you know, he didn't, mm-hmm. he, he's, this is a, this is a this is a straight up story. There's nothing, you know. It doesn't the the ending doesn't come out of nowhere. I mean, we've already seen the ending, so it's it's like for instance, a movie I really like, Arrival. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know where it's like I could tell something was going on, but then there was a surprise in that movie, even though, and that's mm-hmm. another lo- non-linear movie um and how it's correct that's true in a a major way Mm -hmm. um or like shutter island or some other movies i really like but Mm. i wasn't necessarily um there there, there's no surprise in in that sense in memento it's it's he's he's trying to solve a crime so i'm not sure i totally agree with you on that because i feel like (laughs) i feel like there is a twist at the end. Hmm. And again, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> stop listening, hang up, go spend an hour and a half and watch this movie. Um, but I feel like there is a twist at the end in that you find out at the end, you think he's been on this journey to find his, you know, the okay. oh, person who he okay. believes, you know, raped and murdered his wife, John G. Um, and then, and maybe this will be a segue into memory, but, you know, essentially deceives himself and puts himself on the path to hunt down Teddy and, and prove, you know, that Teddy is going to be the, the John G. So mm-hmm. that, that's what I feel like is, is kind of the twist at the end where, um, you realize that this entire story has been him essentially deceiving himself and putting him on this path to get back at this person who has been okay. using and manipulating him for all for who knows how long right okay i i i, I buy that 
I, I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, I guess yeah. there is a kind of re- you know a reveal, right? Or, or yeah, yeah. Here's, here's, yeah. That's here's, probably a better word for it. Here, here's the, here's. But of well, course, okay. what we're well, what we're left with then is that is uh, this is I'm sure will be the bulk of our conversation is you know how. <laughs> Is it true? You know what I mean. I think. Yeah, that, I, I think know. that's that's what we that's what I keep on going back to. Even yep. After you know this um, this several times of seeing it, yeah. I still don't feel confident I can answer that question. I um, am in the same boat with you. So I just want to. I want. I do want to amend one thing I said. I think you're right. This is more of um, a mystery with a reveal at the end versus a. Shyamalan esque twist or something like that, <laughs> right. that comes it's, out of left you know, it's field. It's not Fight right? Club. It's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was the same guy all the time, the whole time. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, although he might be Sammy Watkins or whatever his name was. Sammy Jenkins. 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 I think Sammy Watkins is a football player. <laughs> I can always depend on you for the sports polls. <laughs> yes. I can talk about Mark McGuire, and that's about it. <laughs> Let's talk about, I think, what you were kind of leading into is the the angle of this movie that I think is maybe the most fascinating is the, you know, reliability or unreliability of memory. The questions that we are left with as an audience of how many, how much of these things that we're being presented with are true. Um, do we believe everything that happened? And it's... You know, it's commented on throughout the movie. I think Carrie Ann Moss's character, I believe it's her, makes the point, uh, Natalie makes the point to um, uh, Lenny, you know, like, well, so you can just write down these notes and trust them, Mm -hmm. you know, without any memory backing it up. And I thought that was a really interesting question, you know, and... um. You know, because who's to say that, I mean, you even see it, he deceives himself at certain points, right? Exactly. You see some notes that he's crossed out and then written different notes down. Um, you know, yeah. it's sort of the whole premise behind the movie. And then there's the other point that I, I love where he's got this whole Sammy Jenkins story, who's the, you know, guy with a similar condition. And at one point, at one point, you know, Teddy is sort of telling him, no, that was you. That wasn't this other person, you know? Right. And then he sort of like says, no, 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 that wasn't me. You know, it was this other person. So yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat in terms of like, I feel like I believe most of it, but it really just adds this layer of, uh, uncertainty, um, not only within the movie, but gosh, you think about your own ability to remember things appropriately. Um, and those beliefs that you carry based on your memory, based which on, is right. very fallible. Exactly. No, that's yeah. the scary part. Um, right. I, I remember the movie we were talking about. It was Big Fish and the role of storytelling. Oh, and, that's right. And yes. the importance of whether it's real or not. Right. You know, if mm-hmm. that's if that's something that is, you know, we're, 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 you know, are we people who are like, no, I just want just the pure truth um mm-hmm. right but it's n- more nuanced than that because in our own mm-hmm. lives we don't 
<laughs> we, we do we do create stories to help us understand right. things or relate to events in our life. Um, I mean, it happened. Like I was just with you know my my family on a trip. I mean, with my with my parents and and my family and. It's you know when you when you tell stories and you review them, it's like no, mm-hmm. that was that wasn't that time, um, mm-hmm. and, and yet that was like no, that was a really <laughs> distinct <laughs> memory for me, uh, right. um, and that formed my whole life. <laughs> and then you find out it's like no, that that wasn't real, or that was not <laughs> that 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 didn't happen. That happened three years before, or so you know something. It's just like yeah, and. Yeah. You you think I you know I pretty much I, I I think I have a good memory I don't I guess I don't I, I don't really know I mean how yeah, how would right. how would I prove that I have a good memory or not um, There's I don't know um, Well you have you asked your stenographer who's following you around every day <laughs> <laughs> There's a documentary film crew that lives with me <laughs> Boyhood um, we're filming yes. Boyhood <laughs> It's called it's called Chris Chris Hood. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's not very good um, <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of watching horror films on shutter yeah, there's a lot of sit, <laughs> sitting around time yeah <laughs> i i think what's so interesting to me about some of this is um um oh my gosh uh what was i gonna say um <laughs> The, See now I can't remember. It's a theme. Right? I know it's like po- it's poisoning us and making us question our own sense of identity. I, this is again. It's like I feel like normally we'd edit these things out. I kind of feel like we should leave it all in. To me. <laughs> these long uncomfortable pauses. Like shit. What was I gonna say? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> it'll it'll come back to you. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I I remember. Um, one of the themes that you know we talked about in Big Fish was the fact that storytelling was meant to convey a bigger truth, right? Yes. So it's more about that bigger truth than the specific facts of the situation. And I would, I don't know, I'm not a scientist or memory specialist but you know i wonder if that's similar with with memory too where it's like we're keeping the details that sort of like tell us who we are or what experiences we've had or yeah things that have impacted us right um but the specifics you know are questionable you know the specific timing or 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 that kind of thing um, it's yeah it's interesting because if if you've ever um sp- known someone or spending time with someone who has Alzheimer's. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I've, I, my, my, all my grandparents lived very long lives. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, towards the end, one of the things that starting to fail them was their memory, but they Mm -hmm. could remember like vivid details about like their childhood or, 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 or just, seemingly random events but then mm-hmm. like well what did you have for breakfast today mm-hmm. no no memory of that you know or yeah or sometimes they you know forgot that you've been there for an hour or you know something mm-hmm. like that you know yeah. so yeah there there does seem to be in our lives events that seem 
for whatever reason, hold special meaning, and our memories mm-hmm. of those seem to be more, more vivid. And mm-hmm. they, and they, maybe because they, you know, we don't, we don't get to choose what our memories are, right? I mean, right. It's not, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, we don't, we're not filing it and, oh, let me write it on this little index. Yeah. I mean, what what, what was that movie, The Eternal Sunshine <laughs> of the Spotless oh, Mind? The spotless Mind, could, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you could, yeah, erase things out. Uh, no, uh-huh. we, we, we don't get to do that yet. So we have to live oh, with whatever this is. Um, that should have been my would you rather. It's not, uh, but uh, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> If you could do but, that, would you choose to do it? Yeah, but to your point about it, well, in a story and recalling something, um, I do believe that it's not always the accuracy that is the most important part. Um, right. The example I'm going to use is is the Old Testament from the Bible, mm. mm-hmm. where it was not written as a scientific textbook. It was, Wait, what? It was not. <laughs> it, it so the 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 Tell, stories, try telling that to some people i know it's <laughs> uh, don't get me going on those people I, I that's, won't. that's my other podcast um, <laughs> but like you know like the the adam and eve story and stuff like that right. i mean it's it's there to tell some it's there to be meaningful in some very right. powerful ways about the relationship between a, a divine being and the creator and the things that this being created that's Mm -hmm. that's what you're supposed to gather from it you're not supposed to you know think well on (laughs) on day one this happened on day two this (laughs) happened on day three you know that's not that's not the important stuff so i think they when they were already on the gregorian calendar so they (laughs) 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 on the first day god created the gregorian calendar Right, yeah, and, and anyway. so anyway, the, yeah. Since since time began, almost when we started telling stories right. and writing them down, that does seem to be how human minds, te- you know, that's how we work. Where we we can't well, we can't store data in the same way and regurgitate it. I mean, I suppose yeah. there, I suppose there are some people who can, but as a whole, our society doesn't operate that way. Right. Well, and I think what's so interesting that you know what what this movie illustrates related to that is then you open yourself up to manipulation right you can <laughs> yeah you know the main character manipulates himself into you know he, right. he has these these strong beliefs and memories of his wife and his wife's murder and even that is questioned how much of what he remembers is real or not yeah, exactly um and he you know, intentionally manip- manipulates himself and changes the facts. So, you know, and I think, you know, you see this with stories as well. And, and the way that some <laughs> people might remember a particular situation and then take conclusions away from it and then either intentionally or unintentionally forget key facts that weigh into then the beliefs that they are shaping based on either that memory or that story that they've heard or, or that kind of thing. Um, yeah, we are very <laughs> fallible beings, you know. Yeah, and and that's, I mean, in my <laughs> in my expert opinion, um, <laughs> it's it's we have to because that's yeah that's 
<laughs> that's how we survive. And um, right. I think also just by the virtue, yes, by the virtue of the fact is the older I get, the more I realize this is how how <laughs> how deceiving memory is. And yeah. you know, maybe yeah. I you know either on purpose or just because that's what happens. Um, you know, you 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 base your decisions on a, on a certain set of truths that you've developed yeah. um, through experience and how you draw upon those experiences is, is your memory of the, what happened, um, yeah. you know, and that's, and that's why, you know, people who um, there, there's, since this is my wife's field, I get to talk to her a lot about this is, is mm. traumatic events. People who have experienced, I mean, significant trauma in their lives. Right, right. And the different mechanisms that you put in place so you can possibly live with that. Yeah, yeah, um, right. They, they are to give you at least, for some people, it, it is that that coping mechanism is is to basically reconstruct the narrative so you can live mm -hmm. with yourself or you can live yeah. with that event and not just go completely insane or kill yourself yeah or um, re-experience the same yeah you know data over and over again right you 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 have to construct a new identity um mm -hmm. and and that's why you know if you've you know people who go go into therapy are trying to find ways to um help them process that right. and, 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 and still be a whole person at the end of mm -hmm. the day, because some stuff yeah. is so, some stuff is so difficult that you have mm -hmm. to, you do have to protect yourself from yourself in right. a way. Um, Cause those events, you relive them, you know, post-traumatic stress is not, is a real mm -hmm. thing. You people mm -hmm. relive that daily. Um, right. That's, I mean, you can deal, you can deal with, you know, substance abuse is one <laughs> it's one <laughs> yeah. route um but <laughs> but but door a or door b <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise um if you want to yeah. be a good person and have a life you you got to do it another way um and yeah. that's um so yeah that's yeah um this this is an interesting case of of lenny having this a traumatic event to the extent that it, it, and I guess it's a real phenomenon, which I, which is the one thing I was actually, <laughs> I never researched until mm -hmm. this time is like, was this even like a thing, you know, where you have like, right. the, you know, I know you, if you're ill and have something like Alzheimer's, it's probably very mm -hmm. difficult to mm -hmm. create short term memories, but could you be, you know, Guy Pierce and, <laughs> and, right. and I, and I guess that's, that is actually a thing. Um, mm -hmm. where, where you have you have vivid memories of everything up until the event and mm -hmm. afterwards there is some sort of biochemical psychological um, damage that happens uh, um, so here's one thing you know I, I don't know why I haven't thought about this before but it just occurred to me um and this gets back to how much of this story do we believe versus mm. not? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What are the odds that Guy Pierce, working as an insurance claims <laughs> adjuster, just so happened to encounter someone with his very condition, and then he got that same condition? That same himself. condition. 
Right. Right. And that is the only way he knows how to make sense of his condition. He's, you know, the very first tattoo I think that we see is, you know, on his hand that says, remember, Remember Sammy Jenkins. Yeah. 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 So do we believe that it's real? Like, you know, it could be one of those or it could be, it could be real. And then because he already had that experience with this guy, that's what his brain chose to latch onto as a way to deal with this trauma. I, I don't know, but, um, you know, we well, don't he, get a lot of answers in this movie about no, what's real and, and what's not. And the only, yeah, at first I was inclined to believe that no, this this is a fictitious character that mm-hmm. he's that he's you know using as as, as um, yeah, like you said, as 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 a way to um, deal with right. this, mm-hmm. but then. Um, He, uh, Lenny says something though, um, and I can't, and I can't remember if it was, yeah, it was, is on his phone call that, you know, well, Sammy's problem was he wasn't, um, what did he say? Like he, he, he wasn't, he didn't have method- a system. He, yeah, he didn't have a system. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's, you know, so he seems to then be comparing, you know, he's <laughs> in his mind, you know, thinking that mm-hmm. there was. Um, you know, maybe there was a person like, like basically yeah. like Teddy described. Yeah. That's like, mm-hmm. but that's you and this, and the, but there's definitely a part that isn't you. And, and that is that. So yeah, I'm, I'm left with like, I, I'm inclined to believe there was, but you're right. Yeah. The, the odds of that <laughs> hap- happening to him after, yeah. after actually being yeah. confronted with a case where that was something that he was dealing right. with. Um, yeah. I think the other thing that jumps out that feels like evidence for, you know, the they were both real separate people is, you know, when Teddy basically tries to fake Lenny into believing that Lenny was, you know, uh, Sammy Jenkins. And then, uh, you know, Lenny's like, no, 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 my, my wife wasn't diabetic. And then, you know, Teddy sort of is like, well... I tried, you know, like he's, he basically fesses up to, I was trying yeah, to, you know, because I would you. think like, since the, that the, the yeah if if he remembers things about his wife right, um, right the fact that right. she was diabetic would have been something he remembered before yeah. the accident that oh right. yeah she did have diabetes and I did give her you know yeah. insulin shots mm-hmm. um, you know people who are diabetics typically actually do their own <laughs> I know <laughs> so insulin know. shots you're not asking a loved one <laughs> to do that for you. <laughs> I, oh, I oh Chris, it's time too. for my insulin. Yeah. No, yeah. that just that just doesn't I, happen. That's why I didn't just, believe any of that. I'll just sit here on the couch <laughs> while you stick me. Yeah, and then go back to your TV shows. I, I don't normally in at home <laughs> give injections to people. They kind of yeah. um, people handle that on their own. Um, I would if it were me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Glenn, I am really curious in a, in a movie that is, you know, just snippets of who knows <laughs> truth or fiction. Um, yeah. But what what would you say is the key scene in Memento? Oh man, I had such a hard time with this in this movie. <laughs> You're right; it's little snippets followed by little snippets, and 
And I think part of the reason I struggled was because we're on this like mystery, right? We're on this journey with this. Yeah, guy. right. And there aren't that many scenes that are like, I could have picked, you know, oh, when he finds this clue or or whatever, you know. But you know that typically it's not, that's not what we kind of talk about here, right? It's like where was a turning point or what was sort of point? Yeah, where was in, the, in the, the the gravitas? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. In the movie that is like, okay, yeah. this is something that's. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the scene that I picked out as my key scene, it happens actually relatively early in the movie. And uh, it's one of the first times that uh, Lenny uh, meets uh, 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 Natalie, uh, Carrie Moss's character. And there's like so much subtext in this team (laughs) in the scene, because it's, it's when they go to her house and, 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 you know, at this point, Natalie knows that, you know, I mean, Lenny is wearing her boyfriend's clothes. He's driving his car. Right, you know, like there's right. so much like crazy stuff happening in here. And I, and I love to watch how she chooses to respond and to what in, in these scenes. And her character is one I still don't completely get, but anyway, getting to the point. So the key scene for me is, um, you know, she's sort of like questioning him, like, well, if you can't remember, you know, mm-hmm. how do you, how can you have any grounding? Yeah. And, um, you know, he makes a couple of comments. He's like, you know, well, I know what wood is going to sound like if I knock when I on get, it. Right. I know, I know what this ashtray is going to feel like if I pick it up. And he's like, these are the kinds of memories that people take for granted. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. I have all of those, but then it gets into the two of them lying in bed. Um, because uh, she's offered that he can stay there. And he's talking about his wife, and he's talking about things like, you know, I don't even know how long it's been since she died. And, you know, he's talking about how, right. like, I, I wake up and I feel mm. like, you know, she's still there, but has just, she, it's like she's got up and gone to the bathroom, but I know she's never going to come back. Um, and I, I felt like it was a really, I mean, frankly, terrifying way to explain hmm. his condition of, you know, at a certain level, he knows that she's gone, but you know, it's like when you wake up from a dream and then have that yeah. moment where you think that it was real and then realize, <laughs> oh, thank God that wasn't real. Right. And he, and he has the opposite, right? He, he wakes up and thinks maybe, you know, oh, maybe she's just gone to the bathroom and no, it all comes crashing back down on him. This loss that he's experienced. Um, and then I thought one of my favorite lines in the movie, and this is why this seals it as my key scene is he said, how am I supposed to heal if I can't feel time, Hmm. you know? Mm. And you know, it's this idea that, you know, time heals all wounds and things like that. And if he is continually waking back up as though he's right back in it, how does he get better? So, um, yeah. in a movie with a lot of, you know, stuff going on, I thought that was a really nice pause in the narrative to dig deeper into kind of what it must be like for, you know, the Lenny character in, in this situation and how, what kind of a hell that would be in, uh, or would be to be in. I know I can't have her back. I don't want to wake up in the morning thinking she's still here. 
So how, how can I heal? How am I supposed to heal if I can't feel time? So that's my pick. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, it's funny. It's <laughs> when when I was thinking, well, what would I pick? I also I would have picked a Natalie scene, and the yeah. and the reason being is because it's you know it, he goes into more of the emotional depth and what he's experiencing in his conversations with her. I think that right. he does does with Teddy, mm-hmm. um, who throughout the movie we never we never you never feel comfortable with him right i mean no, he's, no. <laughs> joe um pent 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 is pentaleone um i can't is that how you say his uh, name pantaleano yeah pantaleano i know actor um, i love but absolutely he fits that mold of the guy that you just he, don't trust he yes in every movie he is the perfect um <laughs> Because what is it? He's some, he was on Sopranos too, wasn't he? And and he was the he was um, I mean, actually, this movie is The Matrix, isn't it? Because we have Trinity, and then we I have, know. <laughs> yep, we have totally he, Joe, who's the who is the douchebag in um, is he Cipher? I think in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dang. Uh, anyway, but yeah. So we just so that's kind of that's actually what this movie is. It's just. It's, <laughs> We've we've totally missed actually what it's about, right? Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, his is you know, and you know, later we find out like N- Natalie's a complicated woman. Um, she, totally. <laughs> on, on the one hand, uh, you know, she, he killed he killed her boyfriend evidently. Mm-hmm. Um, so she suspects. Right. Um, so she's like, "Well, I'm going to use you," and then. <laughs> Poor Dodd. I don't know what Dodd did. But <laughs> I don't either. I had that question too. I was like, I breezed past it in the movie, and then I was like, wait, what? Wait, what so, did Dodd do? Yeah, like, I guess he. Well, I mean, there's this, there's this underlying like drug selling, right, right. you know, yeah. drug drug dealing subplot mm-hmm. that's going on that they're trying to. <laughs> I don't know. Have some yeah. kind of way to capitalize on that mm-hmm. um as that that's kind of kind of the the an underpinning well, and, here that drives the, and, the secondary yeah, and, plot and teddy's a crooked cop right he's in with them yeah he's been you know you know he wants the money out of uh what's his name jimmy jimmy's car and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> yeah, yeah he, it's like this whole world around it and and again this is one of the things i love about the movies they don't get too deep into that because again this is entirely from lenny's perspective this entire story is from lenny's right. perspective so he wouldn't be aware of any of those things except the tangential details that sort of enter into his sort of field of of, of focus and and yeah, and maybe that's the. And now that you say it, I mean, maybe that's just the point. It really doesn't matter who Dot right. or Jimmy or any of these people are. It, um, it doesn't. And it is funny because, like, every time they go out to the Jaguar, of course, <laughs> Teddy is is hoping that um, Lenny forgets that that's right. his car because he's right. Like, Let's. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, this is your car because he wants it's that his, jag- Jaguar. He's, 
He's driving the guy who's he just killed's car, and he's wearing the guy he just killed's clothes, and then he's going to visit his the guy he just killed's girlfriend. Yeah, and, and Teddy, Teddy, you can just see him like squirming, like Lenny, uh, you got to get. Oh, there's some bad cop. Yeah, that's the story I'm going to tell. You got to get out of town. There's a bad cop after you. Yeah, exactly. You should you know? just get out of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was the other thing. This is so side to that but <laughs> so the way he deals with dot he's just like well get out of town and never come back and it's like yeah that's 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 what happens so he didn't that's he didn't have happens. to kill him and yeah. for an insurance guy he is very good at killing and fighting by the way <laughs> well <laughs> so. there's something i want to talk about related to that but just to wrap up the sort of key scene i yeah, i just I, <laughs> I i just i really appreciated that that moment in this movie and again i think i think this movie is a, a really fun watch um and but there are a few moments that if you really try and sort of like dial in and think about what would it be like to have this sort of condition and the trauma that, that the Leonard Lenny character has experienced in the, in the past, it just sounds awful and, and, and terrifying, you know? Yeah. I think um, it would. Yeah, so. absolutely terrifying. And yeah. And now that I'm kind of putting some, you know, lining up some dots here and, <laughs> and making a picture it does seem like you couldn't how the movie ends with his kind you know the way he's justifying his existence yeah. you kind of do mm -hmm. need that you know like that key scene where he's you know just describing the misery that this is yeah. that he exists in and that he mm -hmm. to find i mean some kind of purpose or or meaning um yeah to to exist i, I mean it, I don't know how you took it, but I think that's why he's, you know, even though he killed John G or James G or whatever, who knows, mm -hmm. a year before, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I don't know how many times they've done that or, you know, right. if he or even if he did. Um, but the fact that that that's that I mean, after he finds out maybe the truth, doesn't he write like don't. When did he write "Don't trust him" on the back of? Don't his believe Polaroid? his lies. Yeah, don't believe his lies. Yeah, um, it was at at the very end. It was after Teddy basically said, "You know, you found John G a year ago. We've been doing. You know, there have been so many John Gs and so yeah. many different. You know, uh, cities. And he. That's when he even says, "Heck, I'm a John G." You know, um, <laughs> right. and right. and that's the point where he. You know, Lenny writes on his little Polaroid, don't believe his lies. He takes down the license plate number of Teddy's car. Right. And writes the little note to get that tattooed um, as another <laughs> fact. And then basically sets, it's he sets himself on the path of finding Teddy as his, his John G. And again, like this idea that you can just, this is another thing that's a little bit terrifying to me in this movie. The idea that you can just like, convince yourself in a way to go on this course of action and not remember anything about what actually happened and then feel completely convicted uh to a, a, a certain course it's like it's like you're your own manchurian candidate right like I'm, I'm, i've got my own little secret password that is gonna say go assassinate the president you know <laughs> Yeah. 
Chris, what haven't we covered? What what else? What? <laughs> I think there's a lot we haven't covered, but <laughs> yeah. what's on your list? I've got a couple things. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's just a sec. Just a sec. <laughs> Pull um, up. Do you have a tattooed on your uh, forearm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that is... All right. Well, that is one question I have. Like, mm-hmm. how does... Like, let's just... Let's say for the sake of, of of this discussion, I don't know for the sake of any others, but so let's pretend that he has done this several times, right? Mm-hmm, so each mm-hmm. time he did this, he would have had to make significant little notes, like uh, mm. and, and and license plates and you know people he meets and and mm-hmm. all these other things in order to catch a version of John G. So mm-hmm. my question would always be like, well, all right, so let, he's covered in tattoos. Right. I mean, how how does he, how, you know, how, how does he discern which ones are he's is he currently dealing with compared to ones that maybe a couple years old or something like that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how does he? How how would he know? Like, oh, this happened. Right. Right. I think That's, this happened recently versus this. You yeah. know, because he said he has no concept of how much, but. Of course, you could look at a calendar and think, okay, yesterday was this day, and now I'm on this mm-hmm. day. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's not that's not a memory trick. That's just like yeah. you you understand how calendars work. <laughs> I don't I don't think this movie is a I don't think this 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 movie is sort of a airtight no plot hole movie. I you know just hearing you talk about that, I feel like that is a bit of a plot hole. Um. Because you're right, you know, I, what I was going to say is like, well, Teddy is sort of a master manipulator um, and is building off of, you know, the stuff that, you know, Lenny already knows and that kind of thing and sort of driving the narrative where he wants it to go. Um, but, you know, Lenny is not, a, he's not a sucker other than his condition. Have I told you about my condition? Um <laughs> But, uh, no, I think that's a hole. I think that's a hole in the plot. I, th- I think you're right. Uh, I, I don't have a good answer for that other than it It doesn't bother me as much, but it, I think it is a hole in, in the plot. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it came more towards when I, you know, the, the part about movies, the second part is the, mm-hmm. also fun, which is when you discuss, well, what did we just, what just happened here? And I like the movie, and... Um, and it, it made me think, and then, you know, you come to, like, some things like that where it's like, okay, if that was, you know, it's a key point in his existence, um, you know, but you're right. It's, it's yeah. The, and the other question I have is, is mm-hmm. more straightforward is, um, who was he talking to on the phone? I think it was Teddy. Okay, okay. I think. I, I, I think, think so. it was. But, I yeah, I, I think so, too, but... You know, I don't, because he has that note then, never, you know, don't answer the phone. And right. I think what I am in- curious about there is why is, why is Teddy spending so much time on the phone with, <laughs> with Lenny? Like, you're just hearing the same stories over and over again, right? You know? Right. Um, but I it do was, think it was, te- I do think uh, it was Teddy, because, you know, there's a point where Teddy's like, when he's trying to convince him there's a bad cop after him, he's like, yeah, he's been calling you on the phone. He's slipping notes under your door. That yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah, I guess it has to be right. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the only yeah. conclusion. Well, 
here's my thing that I haven't brought up in this. Actually, okay, two quick things, um, and then um, one last thing. Uh, first of all, uh, Tom Lennon is in this movie. Do you remember Tom Lennon? He he's he's the guy who's uh, conducting the experiments with Sammy Jenkins, where he keeps getting electrocuted. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so Tom Lennon from uh, the state back in the day and Reno 911. Um, oh, I you're right. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Oh, I loved that is him hilarious. in this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. The other thing I loved is I really did love uh, the hotel uh, guy Bert, uh, played by uh, Mark Boone Jr. I love seeing him any anytime he's in That's a movie. True. But, yeah, because <laughs> he rented um, them two rooms. I love that. I love, and I love that he comes clean about. It. He's like, yeah, Man, listen, like it's slow. I'm sorry, you know. He's like, yeah, I rented you another room, but you, yeah. and and the way that he figures this out is he takes him to the wrong room first. And it's like, first. oh, well, then yeah, how do you explain? Yeah, my writing and my this. handwriting on this stuff. Yeah, and he's like, his advice yeah. to him was like, always get a receipt. Always get a receipt. So <laughs> that I can't. That does seem kind of obvious, actually. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, no, he um, should have known better. The last thing I wanted to say is, good lord, Guy Pierce is an attractive man. Like he, he, is, <laughs> he looks so amazing in this movie. I, I, you know, my wife and I were watching this together, and we were both commenting on that. Her quibble, and I kind of agree, is like his hairstyle and coloring in this is very, very like you know, late nineties, Yo, early two thousand. Yeah, what is the deal with that? I thought I don't know because that is I, we know that's not his color hair. No, um, I know. I think it's just a sign of the times kind of thing. All right, I, I, I can give you a fascinating Guy Pierce quote before um, okay. he, he made this movie. Uh-huh. He got, all right, so he was, you know, pretty unknown actor. I mean, had he, had he been in LA Confidential? I think I, so, yeah. I think I, that was before this. So that's kind of like we get introduced to yeah. him. Um, yep. So, But he's not an A-lister at this point. Right. But evidently at the time of his casting, he weighed like 230 pounds. Are you kidding me? No. That, I, I, it's such Good a weird God. fact that I can't believe somebody made that up. Um, <laughs> but that he that he did have to go in this huge, like, drop a ton of weight and get in shape mode. You know, kind of yeah, like well, a Marvel superhero <laughs> to, 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 get, to get in shape to play Lenny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, he is in shape. I mean... <laughs> There, there's a scene where like Natalie is like he's you know taking his shirt off and she's like tracing her hand yeah his chest his tattooed chest and I'm like you know I'm a pretty straight dude but <laughs> I never knew you had a man crush on Guy Pierce that's something yeah, I learned may, today maybe I learned anything the one, about anyway. Memento <laughs> Well, Chris, I don't know if you needed to write this down in advance to remember it, but uh, the question we always like to ask at the end here is, did Memento save the world? And I am really on the fence on this one. I I really am, because on the one hand, this movie is so good, Mm -hmm. and deservedly, I think, it is aged it has aged very well. I mean, when it you really think about has movies that are 20 years old, how crappy they are. Um, I agree. And that this is like, wow, this could, you know, besides the technology aspect of Polaroids and, you know, how they, we would use cell phones to do the same thing. Oh, that's today, a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that it you doesn't can't write seem on the cell phone. But <laughs> sorry, go on. That that um, but that, that anyway that this 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 movie has definitely lasting power. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually during the course of our discussion, I have come more towards the side is that it did save the world. Hmm. That. Because even though I, I I may not agree at all with Lenny's methods of of trying <laughs> of, of of trying to deal with his his grief and his just purpose of existence, you know, mm-hmm. which yeah, that's not good to like <laughs> kill people and, <laughs> and you know maybe they're not innocent or whatever, right? Um, right. But. Um, I, I think that definitely has something to say about the human, our, our human condition, about, mm-hmm. you know, about the importance of, yes, having, I mean, when people, it's interesting when, um, like longevity um, mm-hmm. for humans, they, um, how, how people, when they have a, a, a major change in their life, like losing a spouse mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. retiring even from their careers. Sure. Um, people who find, you know, a new, a new outlet or um, something to invest their time and energy in, uh-huh. they, they find tend to live longer than the people who like, you know, in retirement, just sit around, watch TV all day. Um, Such as revenge. <laughs> So yeah, revenge, yeah, revenge is, 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 I guess, yeah, we recommend revenge. As a, as a, <laughs> as a, as a, so in, in, maybe not in the specifics, but philosophically speaking, right, um, right. I, I, th- I think it emphasizes a, a part of our identity that, mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, let's face it, what other movies would bother discussing it you know what i mean like the as yeah as as a form of entertainment to bring up a kind of important question i think i'm in the same place that you are i also had questions even coming into this conversation because i felt like before we started talking i could say yes it did because it's a good movie but that's not (laughs) really enough right right yeah um yeah i think there's a lot to think about here and i think these are important questions that you know it comes down it 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 feels very wide ranging right it it touches on things like gosh simple human interactions do i really remember that the way it happened right or or right. is my memory fallible right um we think about at a larger cultural perspective right when we deal with things like witnesses and exactly uh, you know yeah. police cases and things like that how reliable is that you know and then we get into your point about you know you know what do we do that gives us drive and 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 later in life and and these things that will happen to all of us to a degree probably not to the de- degree right. that it, it faces lenny but to a degree <laughs> yeah you know most people go through some uh, form of this so yeah i've uh, i've never i've never met anyone who hasn't had some scar in their life from something right. sig- mm-hmm. yeah, that that they don't talk about easily right. you know what i mean right. like it's it's something that is that they um keep hidden from the rest of us because right. it's you know for very for for good reasons sometimes too um yeah. but we don't go through this life undamaged and totally. um, so, so all of us have to 
at some point address mm-hmm. those address those situations so yeah um yeah yeah so i, I did yeah so maybe <laughs> maybe his methods um i <laughs> I, <laughs> I disagree with but i can it's 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 like uh it's one of the, it's like a, a villain that you sympathize with it's like okay right. i don't necessarily i see where you're coming from on that one um, right <laughs> thanos but we're not <laughs> yeah I can't condone it, but I get it. <laughs> so that would be my yeah. So I guess yeah. if if I have to come down on it, it it would be on the side of it, it it in that in that way it did save the world. Uh, okay, Chris, I have a would you rather for you on this movie, um, and it may be fairly obvious once I state it, but. Um, here we go. So if you take all of the manipulation and sort of, uh, 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 bad behavior, uh, out of Teddy's character, um, okay. <laughs> would you rather be Lenny with his condition, not being able to make new memories or Teddy, or maybe it was. Lenny's wife or the person who has to live with the person who can't make new memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, yeah. your, that's your option. That, that is, that actually is a, <laughs> that's a pretty good would you rather there, Glenn, because it's, it's, it is, um, cause on a, cause on, on a serious note, um, you know, cause there are people who have to live with loved ones who yeah. mm-hmm. personality has changed and they're not the same person that they knew Mm -hmm. many years ago. And that is really hard on, on people Mm -hmm. to see that happen. I know that, um, in, you know, people close to me, um, versus (laughs) gosh, (laughs) this is not as lighthearted a would you rather as I thought it was going to be. (laughs) No, it's like, oh man, um, uh, I'm kind of feeling bad about my choice. <laughs> Honestly, I do think that having Lenny's condition would be a living hell. So, yeah, um, yeah. it it is painful actually as it would be. Yeah. Um, it would it would I I think it would still be better to be the the, the on the Teddy side of it. Yeah, but but that is tough. That that yeah. is that one is no fun because you lose. <laughs> <laughs> you're lo- that's it's a lose lose scenario um but that's a good i mean it's a good question yeah yeah the only reason i'd come down on the same side that you landed is the living hell would be the sammy jenkins situation where the only thing you can watch is commercials because <laughs> <laughs> i can't follow the plot to anything longer oh gosh hey, you man, watch that, you watch that the wire be- nope i just watch commercials <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so about uh I don't know, whatever pharmaceuticals on the TV these days. Yes. Worst um, worst movie going companion. Who is this again? You just asked me. <laughs> Who's this a character? You just asked me. <laughs> what movie is this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Who are you? Oh man. <laughs> Shouldn't make fun cuz no. it's a real thing, but anyway. <laughs> Chris, well, this movie's been a lot of fun, but I really want to know what do we have coming up next week? 
Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to offer us as much in-depth, <laughs> thoughtful <laughs> speculation as Memento is, because we've. I mean, let's face it, we barely scratch the surface of Memento, and it's yep. you know for for what a what a intriguing movie it is. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go more of the. Um, <laughs> it's summer, and. <laughs> um, yeah. I, my, I've thought already too much. I um, the, the 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 theme is going to be. Does style over substance work? Oh, okay. <laughs> in, in filmmaking, right. um, and the masterpiece that I picked is <laughs> um, 2006, Zack Snyder offering 300. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is a great offering for this category. You could have done like Sin City also, like yeah, so many no, of these it, Zack Snyder movies. It, 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 yeah, basically any, any of them really. Movies. But I think this one, you, you know, I, I, oh, man. I, I think is... Um, yeah, I, I just want an excuse actually to watch this again because I have I have no excuse to ever watch this movie again. I'll already uh, yeah. say that, but I'm not saying it doesn't have its moments, and I really am uh-huh. curious to what you think about. Is there a place for style over substance? And 300 yeah. is what we're gonna examine. Yeah, well, we'll get to my style over substance movies eventually. <laughs> yeah. I've got a few, so yes, all right, I think we well, probably both do. That sounds fun. Yeah, we're all gonna do the three hundred kick into the well. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> we, ah. Depending on how the episode goes, we may kick the entire episode into the well. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> all right. Most well, that li- sounds fun. I have not um, seen this in a long time. Yeah. For many of the same reasons. Just <laughs> no real excuse to do so. so. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Yes, uh, this, thank you. Chris, you're exactly right. We barely scratched the surface on this movie, um, but I do really think there's a lot of interesting stuff in here. Um, and, um, yeah, next week we will talk about the movie 300. Um, and, folks, if you enjoy the show, uh, go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. And maybe more important than that, if you like the show, share it with your friends. Let people know. Um, that's the... Uh, best way to kind of get the word out so um, if you like it share it and we appreciate you listening and look forward to next week talking about (laughs) 300 300 all right